It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you today? Doing good. What's going on, man? Uh, quite a bit, actually. We've got a lot of news that's been happening over the last, really today, but even the last week or so. Uh, lots of talk about. So we are going to get into that. Uh, before we do that, I remind you that we write from BCMiracles.com, where we cover the Titans for SB Nation. So you can check us out there. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. I am at JMorrisMCM. Terry is at TLambertTN. Uh, you get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Search out Locked On Titans. Uh, we also have a voicemail line. You can leave us a voicemail. We've got a couple, but we'll save them uh, for next week. If we get a couple more, we can do a show next week. 615 787 8762. Call in, leave a long message, and we'll get you on the show next week. You can also play us on your smart speaker, whether it be in your house, your car, whatever. Uh, just say play podcast Locked On Titans. All right, so while we wait for the Titans to, to do something. I mean, not that they need to do something, but I mean, they just haven't, you know, usually teams are moving people around, cutting, resigning, whatever. Um, they did resign Brett Kern yesterday, gave him a contract extension, which, um, you know, a punter, but uh, <laughs> Kern has been really good for this team uh, for quite a few years now. It's kind of a, and then they, they traded or they signed him in the middle of the year. Uh, whenever, whenever he came here, and he's just he's been really good on the Pro Bowl the last couple of years, and I mean deservedly so. Um, so you know, I guess it's 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 good that he'll be around for a little bit. Um, but you know, there there was the report that they're they're going to cut Jonathan Cipri in. It was supposed to be this week. It hasn't it hasn't been done officially yet. Uh, so we anticipate that uh, we talked about it last time, but still kind of waiting on that. But other than that, it's been kind of quiet on the Titans news front. Uh, Terry McCormick had a report that they're expected to offer tenders to David Flewellen and Ty Smith, but, I mean, he's the only one to say anything about that. I wouldn't necessarily be surprised to see that happening. But um, as far as, you know, Titans news officially goes, uh, we're just kind of still sitting around and waiting. Yeah, they they love David Flewellen. We, we were talking about yeah. this before. What what exactly has Flewellen done to earn all this love? You know, I, I just – I'm sure he's a great guy. But uh, it's just kind of odd to me. Uh, it might be one of those uh, behind the the scenes type deals where where he's just a great locker room presence, and I'm sure he has a, a presence on special teams. But just kind of odd, you know, you know. He he just seems like your your run of the mill, um, you know, third running back on the roster in the NFL. Uh, it just seems like the Titans might be able to do a little better there, uh, but he he keeps hanging around. So uh, good for him. But you know, we'll, we'll see if he does get that tender offer and if he does stick around on this roster. He plays teams. Teams, uh, yeah. You know, plays teams. Coaches love um, teams. Yeah, they do. We were looking at I went to David Flowen's Wikipedia page before we started the show here. Funny one that he was traded. Uh, the Eagles were the team that initially signed him back in 2014. was traded for Cody Parkey to the Colts before that season. Ended up getting cut and then came here in 15. So he's been through Rustin Webster. Um, he's been through now John Robinson, Mike Malarkey. Mike Vrabel, I mean, so obviously he's doing something, right, to hang around. Uh, him and Arthur Smith just seem to be guys that are, that are hanging around. So uh, hopefully, it'll, hopefully it'll pay off big for both those guys this year. But anyway, um, so, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I expect their you know, news to pick up a little bit over the next few days. Of course, I've been saying that for a week now. Um, there's been a lot of NFL news, just not very much time-specific stuff, but free agency less than a week away from starting. So uh, we'll see some movement there. Uh, we also had a Todd McShay mock draft this week. Um, earlier on, and surprisingly, he did not give the Titans a tight end. 
so that was that was a refreshing uh, difference to see. Now, of course, you know Hawkinson at this point has moved way up in the draft. That you know not going to be there when the Titans pick. But um, in this this time, he gave the Titans Garrett Bradbury, and I, you know I was very anti uh, interior offensive lineman earlier on in the process, and I'm not really sure exactly what has made me change that stance. Part of it, I think, is just because there's been so much talk about tight end, and at least interior offensive lineman is a need. Um, so I get it from that perspective. But Bradbury's a guy that, by all accounts, you know, the best center in this draft, uh, best interior offensive lineman in this draft. Went to the combine, tested really well, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, run the different scenarios of the way things are playing out. Even if you look at this mock draft from from McShay, I mean, with, with when it, if it shakes out that way, you don't have you know one of those edge guys that you that you really like. Well, with the exception of Brian Burns, I guess that would maybe be a, a, a something to, to look into there. But I wouldn't hate the Bradbury pick at 19 at this point. If you think he's a guy that's going to come in and, and solidify that, we know about all the issues that they had there up front last year. So, like I said, I'm coming around a little bit to that pick. Yeah, just just looking around elsewhere in the mock. Montez Sweat goes all the way up to fifth to Tampa Bay. Um, Had a great combine. We talked about that the other day. DK Metcalf all the way up to nine uh, to Buffalo. Again, a a great combine. Struggled a little with the agility drills, but 6'3", 225, running 4'3", that's going to get taken top 15 at least. Uh, So, yeah, the the board shapes out differently. Um, Christian Wilkins goes 14 um, to the Falcons. So, um, Bradbury, I, I'm, I'm totally cool with it. You know, I, I've been pro uh, offensive line this whole time. I, I, I really think if you maximize out this offensive line, uh, it, it will have just the, this a similar effect to maxing out the receiver room. I, I really do. I, I just don't think Marcus Mariota has had the pass protection that he needs. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about the receivers, but I, I think the offensive line has been almost equally a, a problem, at least in terms of pass protection. So. Uh, you saw them get the run game going. Uh, if they can get this pass protection fixed for Mariota, that's going to go a long way. So you talk about signing some of these free agents, uh, the, these free agent receivers. You do that. You draft Bradbury. You, you move some things around on the offensive line. Uh, those are two really big steps. And you know what? That's that's probably Marcus Mariota's best shot. Uh, you know, at, at proving himself, and, and that's our best shot at seeing what he really is. Yeah, it's his best shot at, like I said, proving himself. Uh, his best shot at staying healthy. Um, you know, if you can, you, you minimize the hits on him, that type of stuff. So yeah, uh, like I said, we're still we're, we're a week away from free agency or so. Um, so we're going to have a lot more, a, a lot more information on what the Titans will still be needing, what they'll be looking for um, once we see those that, that first wave or two of free agency, because they'll obviously fill a couple of those holes there, um, and then you know, kind of move on in the conversation. Uh, so anyway, that, that's really the, the, the biggest stuff Titans-wise that has happened so far. Um, the, you know, they were mentioned in the Antonio Brown thing. So coming up, we're going to talk about where that stands and just uh, that whole situation in general. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk. 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah. That's what threw a couple nuggets out on Allen. And I know he's a lot bigger, a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. 
What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted. And he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so Ian Rappaport told 3HL earlier this week the Titans have moved into the monitoring phase of Antonio Brown. Um, you know, this, this whole saga has, has turned into something crazy with the thing last night where Rappaport said that he was going to the Bills, and then this morning he's not going to the Bills because basically apparently Drew Rosenhaus told them that Antonio Brown wouldn't show up if he was traded there. Uh, so he, you know, and, and teams like to act like, you know, or people like to act like this guy's going to be traded. He doesn't have any power where he goes. Um, you know, he can he can shut things down pretty quickly if he tells the team that's trying to acquire him that he won't come there. Um, so that, that's kind of interesting. What was interesting to me, too, if, if you listen to Rappaport on 3HL, he basically said that, you know, you're going to hear the Titans involved in these types of things because John Robinson has always wanted to call and check in. Uh, that's what he said about Demarius Thomas and Golden Tate at, at the trade deadline last year, that basically he called a check-in, and then once the price got to a place where he wasn't comfortable, they were out. Um, so, I mean, you know, you, you got to respect that. He's at least looking into it. He's got a number, a price, you know, whether it be a, a, you're talking about free agency, you're talking about dollar amount, you're talking about trade, you're, talk, you're talking about, you know, draft capital or whatever. Uh, so, at least all these things, w- when they become available, Robinson is looking into them, and he has a number, and if it's, you know, way higher than that number, he's going to pass. But with the Antonio Brown thing, you know, rumor was, I guess initially, like way back when, that they wanted two ones for him. Well, then it was that they wanted a first-round pick for him. Well, now, you know, something was supposed to be done by, by today, Friday. So now as we sit here and there's still not a deal done, you have to assume the price is dropping. So if John Robinson has checked in, I'm assuming there's a point at which he would jump back in. If the price gets down low enough, I just don't know what that point is. Yeah, you've made the point. I've made the point. Just take a look around and, and see who's involved. You've got the Bills, you've got the Raiders, you've got the Redskins. Uh, I mean, that's not exactly the the NFL's elite coming after Antonio Brown. Uh, you know, maybe you see some new faces, some new, new teams coming in as as this price starts to go down, like you mentioned. But um, I I just don't want to be in the same group as the Bills, Raiders, and the Redskins. You know that that should tell you something. So the, these people that wanted to give up a first round pick for Antonio Brown, it's just crazy. It's just insane. You know, all I have to do is is look at the picture of Antonio Brown with his his bleach mustache and his crazy hair, and, and you know there there's some some loose wires there with him right now um, that I don't want any part of for a first round pick. Now, like Jimmy said. If this price starts to go down, you know, maybe they get desperate. Maybe they realize what the market is for them. You want to flip a third for Antonio Brown? I'm, I'm for it. You know, that that's a risk you can take. It, it's just much less risk uh, than, than giving up a first round pick. But uh, I'm, I'm glad John Robinson, you know, stood his ground. Uh, I, I think it's pretty funny that Antonio Brown thought he was going to be free, and then he was going to get shipped off to Buffalo, only to veto it. So Antonio Brown has plenty of power in this process. Uh, I think the Steelers are starting to realize what their market is. Yeah, and you know we said this at the, at the time, like back in Week 17, and then the you know Steelers, I guess Monday after press conference when you know Mike Tom Mike Tomlin kind of talked about everything that went down. Uh, that you know they were tanking his value at that point, and then he, like you said, he's done shows and, and all this stuff. So 
I mean, I don't know. Like, like I said, if if he were happy, if he, if there were a situation where he's won out of Pittsburgh because because of Ben Roethlisberger, you know, whatever whatever the case may be, and he was happy with his contract, he wanted to come and prove himself or whatever, that'd be a, that'd be a conversation. But you know, again, you're talking about a new contract. He wants new money. He said that um, that was part of the deal. That you know, the, the conversations the Bills were having, all that kind of stuff. So I just I don't know. And I, and I mean, you know, there, there are these. We have this this segment uh, section of the fan base. It's like you know, the Titans aren't trying. If they're not willing to give a first-round pick for him, they're committed to mediocrity, all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, you just think about, you know, this is a guy that, you know, week 17 last year, he he walked out on the Steelers. And the Steelers were still in the mix for a playoff spot. Now, they needed, you know, two or three things to happen. They needed the Ravens to lose, and they had to win. They they had a shot at the wild card. Because I remember there was a scenario where, like, you know, that the Colts-Titans game was was the play-in game. But if the Colts and Titans tied in that game, the Steelers would have gone to the playoffs. So, again, I mean, all these things are really long shots. But there was still a chance, and he wasn't there. And to me, I, that's just a thing that, like, you know, you, that you can go through all these other guys. I mean, we talked a lot about, or, or a lot has been talked about, you know, Randy Moss, the Patriots, Mike Brable's there, and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, I don't, I don't recall him walking out on his team like that. And I've seen, you know, a few guys that, that have played in the league that basically said, you know, once you lose that trust in the locker room, it's really, really hard to come back from that. And so that's where I think they are. And, again, that's why I think you're seeing this price drop. You've got a few teams that really want to make a splash, whether it be the Bills, you know, re- reportedly the Raiders, the Redskins. I mean, these teams that are, that are known for making these kind of deals that ultimately don't work out, the Jets. I mean, it seems like those are the teams that are in the mix, and you're not hearing anything about the Rams. You're not hearing the Saints. You're not hearing the Patriots. I mean, I know they wouldn't want to trade the Patriots. I get that. But the, even these, these AFC teams, I mean, these uh, NFC teams that are well-run – you're you're not hearing those teams in the mix, like you said. So I, there's just red flags over this thing. And again, once you get down to a late day two, a day three pick, sure, let's get back in the conversation and we can talk then. But I, I don't know. It's, it, it's it's so bizarre, and I'm I'm good with the Titans sitting out until it gets down to that place. Yeah, and and one one other point I'll have. He, he turned down the Bills. Uh, I mean, people aren't going to going to want to hear this, but Titans and Bills are. You know, they're they're somewhat similar offensively. Uh, you know, we think we still think a lot of Marcus Mariota, and we think if he's healthy in the right system, he could be good. Um, I, I still think he's a good quarterback. But look at the outside perception of Marcus Mariota. I mean, what what is that? How, how much better is it than Josh Allen? You know, it, it might be purely location with Buffalo. Nashville's obviously a, a more attractive destination there. But I, I just I, I go back to what I've said all along. What happens when Antonio Brown has 900 yards entering the final week of the season? It's just not going to go well. It's not going to go well throughout the entire season. He's going to kick. He's going to scream. Uh, you know, it, again, for the right price, sure, but I, I'm not doing it for anything uh, any better than a third round pick. No, that's that's a great point. Uh, like you said, we, we have some different feelings on that. Uh, Josh Allen versus Marcus Mariota, but national perception, I don't think, is that much different. Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. All right, we will wrap up with a couple of NFL notes, including the Jaguars cutting like half of their team. So, you know, we, we've kind of talked for a long time about how just amazing it was the Jaguars were able to just continually sign all these guys to these huge deals and, and wondered, you know, how they were doing it. Well, they finally run into a point where they have, you know, issues with the salary cap. I think before the moves they made today – they had something like $2 million, $3 million or something in cap room. And, of course, the rumor that's been out there is that they're going to sign Nick Foles. I do think they're going to end up getting Nick Foles for a little bit cheaper 
than was originally expected because I don't think the market is going to be that big for him. Uh, but they are going to need some money to sign him. Uh, so they've had to make some moves today. Uh, started out Malik Jackson uh, was the first guy that it came up they were cutting. Then Carlos Hyde and then Tayshawn Gibson. I mean, there have been a handful of others uh, since then that have come out that they were going to cap. Or, I mean, they're going to cut. The biggest, the biggest savings they get, the Malik Jackson move saves them like $11 million against the cap. So, again, just freeing up space. You know, they traded for Carlos Hyde in season when they were having issues with Leonard Fournette, whether it be attitude, you know, conditioning, injury, whatever it was. Um, he didn't end up, you know, nothing really ended up panning out there. But I guess if you're confident in Fournette, uh, TJ Yeldon, whoever going forward, you don't need Hyde anymore. But just interesting that they finally come to the point where they have to cut some of these guys after it seemed like year after year after year they were signing the number one free agent on the market or making trades in season for guys like Marcel Darius. So I, I guess their day of reckoning has finally come. Yeah, they they go from what was it two million to to almost thirty million now free. So you wonder how much is going to go to Foles there. I would assume a, a real good chunk of it. Uh, but you know they're, they're shedding talent to, to to go after their quarterback. So that uh, they've done it with Blake Bortles and tried and failed. Uh, you know we've talked about it before. We don't know why they tried for so long with Blake Bortles. It seemed like uh, the rest of the league knew what was going on, and they just kept giving him money. So uh, and we've talked about Foles. You know what happens when he gets out of out of Philadelphia? I I, I think he's going to be terrible. I just think there's such a structure up there in Philly uh, with that coaching staff they have. Uh, with with the, the roster that they've got, I, I don't have high hopes for Nick Foles in in Jacksonville. But at the same time, I don't blame them. Uh, you know, they've got to do something differently. You've heard some some rumors of, of Teddy Bridgewater now as a potential um, option to to Nick Foles. So we'll we'll see what comes of that. I, I I don't think I've heard any other team out there even relatively interested in Nick Foles. Yeah, and the interesting thing at this point is now, what do they do with Bortles? Because if you sign Foles, can you keep, I don't know, do you keep Bortles around? And the thing is, if you cut him, they've got $16 million in dead money against their cap. Which, I mean, I guess, you know, it's it's spent money either way as far as the cap's concerned. But, um, I don't know, what that contract, man? Terrible. And they get out of it this year. They save $4.5 million, but they got sixteen and a half dead money against the cap. And, so. and they were praised for that contract. Yes, I remember yeah. that. I remember all the, the think pieces. Oh, this is such a, a good deal for this quarterback market. You know, you lock up Blake Bortles and you get him for such a deal. Ridiculous. Yeah. And, again, like, you know, Bortles is – but, I mean, he's just that guy, right? I mean, he's shown – every now and then he, he looks good. But people – it seems like he has two good weeks. And people forget the six weeks before that where, you know, he's bouncing the ball off people's foot, feet and getting it intercepted or, you know, just the dumb stuff that you see that he's done. So, I don't know. That'll, that'll be an interesting thing to watch there. And, um, like I said, they, they finally got some moves they have to make. And they've got contract decisions coming down the road. I mean, they got Jalen Ramsey coming up and, and all that kind of stuff. So, it'll be – after what seems like years of just them being able to do whatever they wanted to do, uh, they've actually had to, you know, make some probably tough decisions – this year so um like i said we expected to be foals that goes there um really the other interesting thing today tj lang was cut um and you know he's a guy that i he's an older guy not sure what the market would be for him but i think he's absolutely a guy the Titans should be interested in and we talked about you know the issues and then you know drafting bradbury and all that um but you know if you can get a guy like that that can come in and play for you for a year or two you probably don't have to break the bank to get him. I mean, I think that's another one of these places that 
John Robinson would absolutely be interested in at least checking in and monitoring. Yeah, 31 years old. You know, we've talked about the need up front. We don't really know where the Titans are gonna gonna have a need. Uh, they're gonna move some pieces around. You know, we've talked about uh, Ben Jones, and we've talked about how we don't know about Quentin Spain, and uh, you know, we don't think Josh Klein is all that great. But but the team seems to think a lot of him. So I think you're gonna see some movement there. Uh, we talked about Bradbury in the draft. If they want to go ahead and get this fixed, get a get a band aid, if you will, you know, a two three year band aid. T.J. Lang, uh, you know, he was he was the captain of the team up there, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. So, so uh, yeah, yeah, veteran veteran leadership bringing to that offensive line. I just uh, I, I really like a, a potential move like that. You know, uh, again, it's all about mar- maximizing this year. For Marcus Mariota, so if you don't want to wait on another rookie on the offensive line, this is certainly an option to take. Yeah, and he would certainly be a guy that you could work a contract where all the money is paid this year. And if you needed to cut him next year for whatever reason, you'd be able to do that. So um, anyway, that, that's an interesting name to keep an eye on. And like I said, we'll, we'll see a few more things happening. A couple of trades went down. Uh, the Browns and the Giants made a trade. Uh, traded Zeitler for uh, Olivier Vernon. Uh, so you got a pass rusher going to the Browns, a guard going to the Giants. Um, another the, the Steelers traded one of their offensive linemen for a six-round pick. So there's just a lot of stuff going on there. Um, and, and like I said, I think we'll see more of that, more of that movement as we get into next week when free agency opens. So we'll be monitoring all of that. Uh, check us out, museummiracles.com. We'll have all that breaking news, at least as it pertains to the Titans. Uh, we'll have all that up there, and you can get our reaction to that. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at JMorrisMCM. Terry's at T. Lambert FB. Again, if you're riding, riding around in your car, uh, it's a great place to fire us up. If you've got a smart speaker in there, uh, just say play pod- podcast Locked on Titans, and you'll get us voicemail line 615-787-8762. Give us a minute-long voicemail. We'll get to one of those shows next week. So thanks so much for listening to Locked on Titans, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite college team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.